tuning in today. Beautiful, beautiful summer day. And today is the 5th of August. And I have to say there's some notable birthdays today. Uh, the first one is my baby brother, Wayne Joseph Harris, otherwise known as Teddy. Teddy Harris, Teddy, Uncle Tedley. And uh, also, I have to say that sometimes God puts people in your life and like puts a marker on them to make sure you pay attention when you meet them. And another birthday is David Dancy. And his birthday is uh, today as well. And then I just found out there's another one, Tom Laughlin, who has been in and out of my life in quite significant ways. You know, uh, it's funny. You know, when you when you meet people and you find an affinity for them and you don't really understand exactly why or what the you know what's behind it all, but uh, I think there's some other ones too. I saw on Facebook that there are a number of people whose birthdays. And I know I said happy birthday to them, but um, and anyway, shout out to my brother. Shout out to my other little brother David Dancy. Shout out to Tom Rockland. And anybody else's birthdays today who I missed. And um, happy birthday. And today was a very cool day, too, because we started the Summer Youth Employment Program at the community garden today. We had 10 young people from the county program who are getting their uh, feet on the ground when it comes to gardening, organic gardening, and community gardening. And we had a, you know, a good, it was a good beginning, and there'll be much more. I don't know. I think it's at least three weeks where we will be hosting this program, and it's really a, a, a great program for young people to learn how to, you know, have a job, show up on time, take direction, take orders, work as a team, learn new skills. Uh, you know, it's what you do in the process of growing up. It's an important, important part of it. And uh, so, our, our team leaders, our, our garden leaders for this program are David Dancy and Special Denise Anthony. And uh, I'm looking forward to a wonderful and successful season in guiding our young people into an understanding of uh, community gardening, organic gardening, and also bringing home food to their families, because that's what it's all about, too. The, the gardens are there for our community to be able to have access to organic produce. And if you look in the grocery store when you go and you compare the cost of regular vegetables to organically grown vegetables, you'll see that there's a big difference in price, and there's a big difference in taste. And there's a big difference in nutrition because, you know, as who was it? Wasn't it, was it Rich there the other day was asking us, why is it so different when you taste of, you know, something from the garden and then something from the, you know, pile of vegetables at the grocery store? Well, you know, I tell you, I think it has a lot to do with what they're grown in and the soil for an organic produce product. Has to be full and rich in order to, you know, produce the produce the crop. Doesn't have to really be that way when it comes to the mass farming that they do, and they you know dump fertilizers and pesticides and you know, herbicides for the for the uh, weeds and stuff. These kids are learning how to pull weeds and how to mound up dirt around the potatoes and that sort of stuff. But anyway, it it works. It works to be a good program and a wonderful addition to our city. Uh, and, and not for nothing, but we have the baddest gardens in the state of New York. I mean, you can go to, you can go to other cities and you can see, you know, what they're doing for, for uh, community gardens, but we have a really orderly, wonderfully um, laid out and functional garden of 16 foot by 4 foot by uh, 16 inches deep. These beds that are in a grid and then there's a roadway that goes in through the gates 
that uh, we can get heavy equipment in and out, and it was good today. And shout out to not only the DPW crew that came and um, actually yesterday they started, Chin came and Chin sawed off some limbs that had broken off in a recent storm and were down over the, the um, well, the, it's kind of a play area that we need to develop a little more, but there's a play area with a sandbox and the branches were over the sandbox. That's no longer a problem because Chin cut the the leaders off of the, the, the limbs that were draping down. And today, the young people, they dragged them to the, to the street. And uh, later on, this, actually just about 4 o'clock, around an hour, hour or so ago, uh, I was down at the garden letting the uh, payloader in to move the, the, uh, the, the barrel. We had two, we had two huge... 1,550-gallon water tanks down there. One was from a decommissioned garden that was just kind of sitting there and in the way. And the city came and it's, uh, I don't think they've taken it yet, but they're going to store it for us. And um, it's made way for the clearing of that area. And we're looking for the right limb to put a swing up for the kids. So when parents come, you know, they can do their thing in the garden, and, you know, some kids want to work in the garden, but some kids would rather play in the sandbox or sing in a swing. I don't know what else we're going to do down there. I don't think we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do, but maybe somebody will come up with something because we have the wood down there to make a teeter totter. I don't know if, if we have the, uh, if we have the, the, uh, balance beam for it, but we'll see what we do. But, you know, the garden is, developing every year. It, it gets, it, it develops a little bit more every year. We need some, in particular, attention to the, the south wall, but other than that, uh, you know, we, we had bed replacement, and uh, now with the additional hands of the young people, it's going to be trimmed up and cleaned up and weeded and, uh, you know, into a much better state than with uh, the few hands we had. Shout out to Aaron Cargan, who's been our, our garden leader for the uh, for the season and doing a great job. And they moved um, from, they started uh, working this morning at Rimmer Place and then moved down to Day Street, where the second garden is. And then shout out to the Utica Fire Department because they met me at the garden this morning and filled up the water tank because we run out of water. When, you have to, when it doesn't rain, you have to water the crops. And the, the uh, you know, tank eventually it runs out. And, and then a shout out to Chewie, whom I did not see today. I expected to see her today. But, um, and she is our, she's the, the, the grand goddess of the, of the garden. And she does the watering and a lot of the trimming and a lot of the you know, guidance of people who come in and want to know, you know, what vegetables they can have and where they should get this and so on and so forth. Erin is, uh, is all over the Northeast, actually, in her sharing her gardening skills and outdoor skills. But truly is our day-to-day, everyday kind of, um, like I said, she's the goddess thing. Now, now we have David Dancy and Sparkle uh, uh, down there to, uh, they're going to be there every day. So if you want to stop by the Linwood Place Garden to uh, get a feel, get an orientation, uh, for the next three weeks from 10 to 12, it's a, it's a good bet that you could go down there and see some action, ask some questions, and get some answers from those two leaders. Now, um, we may be getting more of the summer youth employment young people, uh, and then we'd be splitting up the, uh, the garden work between Linwood Place and J Street. But for right now, we're kind of focusing on Linwood because we want to get the orientation for the, the, the young people and then, you know, figure out 
what we what we have to do because there is there definitely is a need for attention down at Chase Street. Because I, I know I did leave another message for Dave Short that there's a tree that is still uh, in the you know, in the way. They, they came down some storm. I think it actually has been down for over a year, at least a year. And we need to get that out of our, the way so that the uh, access can be uh, attained for all of those beds on the, on the north side of the, the, the northwest side of the, of the garden. But anyway, um, it's been a great garden season for us. And if you drive around, uh, it looks like the corn is going to be, it's going to be a good, good season for corn too. And there's nothing better than that harvest meal. You fry some corn, you've got some green beans, you've got some potatoes, you've got some tomatoes. And uh, one of my favorite dishes is potatoes and green beans cooked together. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is to play commercials because that means we're going to stay on the air. So stay tuned, folks. I'll be right back. Hi, folks. I'm back. And I want to let you know what's going on with the weather in, in, in town. Uh, some people might be experiencing some drizzle, but other than that, it's been kind of sunny, but then now certainly overcast with a temperature of 81 degrees, going down back into the 50s tonight for a nice sleepy weather. And after that, I think we're looking at uh, some increased temperatures and some increased humidity coming our way. Now, this uh, weather today has been brought to you by J.K. Lumber. You want to support your community when you support your local family-owned hardware store, J.K. Lumber, your home improvement experts. Visit jay-k.com. Lumber. And we're back, and um, we're talking about the gardens and how wonderful they are and to be outside and, and our young people. And I can't um, really go um, further with that without starting to talk about going back to school and what that might look like in the midst of what we're going through now because uh, this uh, COVID resurgence has really taken on a whole new leap here, especially in regards to Monona County. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but um, we, are not, uh, we, are, we are back out on the map, folks, for COVID uh, transmission. It says here, now this is a press release from Oneida County, Megan Graziano, uh, ocgov.net, and now Oneida County is considered a substantial level of uh, community transmission with a positivity rate averaging 3.2 on a seven-day average, a nearly 2% increase in the past eight days. Uh, Oneida County has been identified as a substantial risk level of transmission. And cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are once again increasing across the country fueled by the Delta variant. The highest spread of cases and severe outcomes is happening in places with low vaccination rates. The Delta variant has been identified in New York State and has been found to be much more contagious than the past versions, although the rate is still low. Vaccinated people can get breakthrough infections of the Delta and may be contagious. The CDC recommends that communities with substantial risk implement additional mitigation strategies, recommends that everyone, including the fully vaccinated uh, individuals, wear masks indoors while in public, additionally, if exposed to a COVID-positive person. CDC advises fully vaccinated people to get tested three to five days after exposure, even without symptoms. The County of Oneida is not instituting any community-wide mandates related to CDC recommendations, but they remain, they remain federal recommendations. Um, all unvaccinated people should get vaccinated, not only to protect yourself, but your family and loved ones. Vaccines are readily available through Oneida County. I understand that Slocum Dixon on Tuesdays and Thursdays has vaccinations, and uh, they have a now open at the county, uh, I'm sorry, the state office building, 
Uh, you should continue to wear masks and keep your six-foot distance from the public. Appointments can be made at ocgov.net. And we all know about vaccinations, but they're going to be keeping illness down. They don't necessarily totally protect you, but it's not people who have been vaccinated who are dying. There are some cases, especially with people who have underlying conditions like asthma, obesity, or a combination of both, and we do know that our black brothers and sisters and brown brothers and sisters somehow have a higher susceptibility rate. Maybe it's the close proximity of living quarters, but vaccines have been vital in protecting people from illness and deaths. So it's no different with COVID. The vaccines are safe and effective, and everyone who is eligible should get vaccinated immediately. So there you have that. Uh, it's not, you know, hey, I'm going to go and get tested. Uh, I, I, have, I got tested once a long time ago, but with this thing popping up the way it is, uh, I just want to make sure. It's, it says three to five days after an initial exposure, if you feel that you have been exposed, yeah, because the last thing you want to do is make somebody sick, you know, and not everyone lives by your particular standards of hygiene and distancing, so, or masking, so, you know, you know, you hate it, but, you know, you're going to have to buck up and do it again. Because if this thing is spiking here in the weather that we have now, which is not cold and damp at all, we've got an issue that cannot be ignored. Another issue that cannot be ignored is our governor. You know, I had some running around to do today, and I came by the state office building and saw a group of people on the corner uh, of the you know, state office building, exactly what street it is, it would have been the southeast corner, um, picketing, you know, saying you need to step aside, and I have to agree. I, mean, I was here with, talking with uh, Rick Davis the other day. I, you know, I had not seen the report and really not heard the accounts of, you know, the many accounts, of way too many accounts. Of, uh, in, of, at the very least, indiscretion that um, you know, he was found to have, uh, you know, anyway, multiple people corroborated things that were said in the reports. And, you know, I was, I, I, I kind of was a little, more than a little, less than serious about it. Uh, it's very serious. And, you know, he has. Normalized bad behavior, bad boy behavior in the uh, people's house, in the governor's mansion, and in, well, I don't know what's going on there, but we know that in the Capitol, in the executive offices, there's been some, you know, bad behavior. Uh, we've heard about it for years, you know, how. People avoid having to have contact with him because he's a bully. You know, and it's very interesting. Um, what's it, the woman's name? Charlotte, who is um, one of the main complainants, is a Hamilton grad. And then there's a representative, Kim, who uh, is a legislator. He's a Hamilton grad. And both of them uh, have, uh, you know, found it necessary to call out the governor. I remember, I can't remember where I was, uh, where we were coming back from, but hearing about legislator Kim and uh, his his complaints about uh, the governor, and that he was a bully, and that he you know, threatened him, and that he, you know, that it was, um, Oh, I think it was about the nursing home scandal. It must have been the nursing home scandal. But you know what? I haven't heard. Uh, you know, we've heard about the nursing home scandal. We've heard about the book deal. We've heard about this, 
you know, you know, touching and kissing and caressing and holding. But what about the Buffalo Billions? Remember that? That was kind of early on. The Buffalo Billions. And a lot of people went to jail all around him. What's that guy's name? So, I can't remember what it's in. But he had something to do with Sunni Pali. Anyway, um, they used to talk about, you know, Teflon John. This guy, he's, uh, he's a master at it because he kind of roped everybody in his realm into defending, supporting, and making excuses for him. Now, you know, um, I, don't, I don't not like politicians, especially the ones that I have to deal with. Do so, you like so-and-so? You know, I, you know, I don't have to like them. I have to work with them. What's the reality? They're in a position and I have to, you know, if, 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 as, a, as an organizer, as an activist, you know, these people, you have to come into their, into their realm of power, their, their sphere of power, and if you want something, you better, you know, bring it the way they expect it, or you're not going to get it, pretty much. So, I don't have to like any sitting elected official. I have to be able to work with them. And that's not to say I don't like them, but that's not a, a condition I have found. Is, uh, you know, I've been at this game for a long time, that... Um, it's better to deal with them in the office. And it's funny because, you know, these places where we go to see these, these um, politicians really belong to us. Like, I've been going to City Hall since I was uh, in high school. I was, uh, the head, I was the president of Guys, the Greater Utica Youth Service, back in, like, probably, I don't know, 1967 or 1968 when Sarah was, was uh, mayor. I was, you know, I... Elected me president of guys. So, you know, I've been looking at that building as a place of, you know, power and influence and getting stuff done. I, I worked for the city for a while. So, I think that's something we have to keep in mind when it comes to these legislators. And, uh, you know, there's there obviously some breakdowns when it comes to function. Like, why did it take? Why did it take uh, Representative Corey Victor is it, to, to, you know, camp out on the, the steps of the Capitol? And, and other, you know, other legislators had to join her to be able to have uh, get some action on the uh, moratorium on rent. There are billions of dollars that have been made available to the states. And from what I understand, there have been hundreds, maybe thousands of people who have already filled out the reams of paperwork necessary to have their rent relief activated, and it hasn't happened. Somehow the governor gets what he needs, but the people are not getting what they need. So in terms of effectiveness, you know, he's got some, he's got some uh, comeuppance here. You know, he's, you know, I, I see his, his daily rollouts of uh, press releases and, uh, and, and activities for the state, but I'm not hearing about the little people, you know, the, the, the landlords that have been waiting for their rent, or the people who are terrified that, you know, tomorrow or the next day they're going to be out on the street with their, with their children. We, we just had... Um, Kathy uh, Marsh here, uh, you know, talking about the homelessness. So the state has, you know, the state can do a lot more. I, I don't. I, I think it's actually at this point kind of ridiculous. He's, you know, he's kind of like got his fingers in his ears. That's Cuomo. Has his fingers in his ears, saying, um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to resign. That's a whole lot of hooey. When you've lost the confidence of your party, uh, your, uh, your your adjoining governors, the president of the United States, your your legislature, who are you? Who are the who? You ain't the governor no more. You need to step aside. You need to step aside. And you know it would be interesting that um, him stepping down would put 
a, a, a woman in the executive position of New York State for the first time ever. I remember a similar circumstance uh, when the first black governor came as a result of the uh, sitting governor having to uh, step aside, David Patterson. So, you know, uh, if that's the way we have to you know, break through the, the, the glass ceiling, then so be it. But I don't know what it's going to take for this guy. Apparently, I, I don't think he's um, shown his face in a while. He keeps putting in press releases, though, and let me see the last one that I have here. Um, Statements from oh, oh boy, um, what we're getting more of is all these statements from other people. Here's a statement from me. One of the reports, many errors. Is, oh. Okay, so this is from this is him defending himself. Uh, immediate release, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Statement from Paul Fishman, outside outside attorney for the executive chamber. One of the reports, many many errors, is its conclusion that the executive chamber. In person, wait, what? In person, impermissibly, oh, okay, impermissibly, retaliated when it responded to Lindsay Boylan's allegations. On July 18th, we provided the Attorney General's office with a 13 page detailed analysis explaining why such a finding would be legally and factually wrong. The report responsibly mischaracterizes and dismisses that analysis in the Well, dude, if so, that's one of 11 corroborated. Uh, Testimony. So, so he's trying to fight back. He's still trying to fight back. He's still got his his um, fingers in his ears, and he's, he announces mass vaccination site at Rochester's Dome Arena, relocating to so he's acting like there's nothing going on. Um, you know, we get these on a regular basis, but he's updating on the coronavirus, and but nobody's seen his face. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, here's another one. You know, it's $47 million for water quality infrastructure projects statewide. And was it two days ago, he announced $9 million for the arts and, and uh, live performances. I had a real problem with that, and, and that uh, Niagara County was not included in all these millions of dollars handed out all over the state. And, 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 and I actually, I, I have a, a call in to, um, what's her name, um, it's, uh, Lindsay at the Stanley Performing Arts Center, Stanley Theater, that uh, I wonder what ever happened to the Central New York Community Arts Council because uh, I believe that's the conduit that we would receive that money. And um, I'm going to follow up on that and I'll have a report because, you know, listen, we have plenty of wonderful artists and wonderful art venues in our community and we deserve just as much input financially from the state as anybody else. We have to break for commercial folks, so please stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hi folks, I'm back, and um, I think I have a visitor coming uh, up to visit. Uh, I don't know how many of you know him. I, I don't think we've ever met. I have ever met Jay Sumner, but um, he's a Local uh, man about town. Uh, he, he's, I guess, he's invented or he's come up with a lot of creative, wonderful activities. He loves Utica and uh, Tomato Pie Day, I guess. And also, I think he has a new he has a new uh, project underway called the Cutest Baby, the Cutest Baby Contest that's coming up. And uh, we uh, actually, I, I bumped into. His uh, work through Barry Smith and the uh, Bank of Utica, because I guess the Bank of Utica is uh, one of the sponsors. There's Jay, I guess. Hi, Jay. How are you? How are you? You can go and sit over there. Go and sit over there. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many of you have uh, heard that uh, I'm planning a concert for children coming up. And, um, uh, you know, I kind of thing to coincide with, you know, the cutest baby, and, uh, you know, we like babies, we like children, and, uh, let's see, it's, uh, Assemblywoman Buttonshine 
it's her reading program that uh, kind of morphed into a music program because any opportunity I have to sing and play music for children, I do. Because I don't believe that there's enough music for children. And a lot of times there's a lot of inappropriate music for children. And uh, I've had the specialty for, for um, you know, many years. Uh, I have a son who's 36 now, and I've been making children's music for that long. And I've and, 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 and I, was, I did music for Munchkins at the Children's Museum for years, and then my, whatever my school, my, my son's school class was, I would be, I'd go in and, you know, play music for the children. But um, anyway, Jay didn't know it, and I sent him uh, some of my demos, and I guess he liked them, because he showed up. Welcome, Jay. Hey, how are you? Good. You like those songs, huh? Yeah, those are good songs. Yeah, good, good. I always love children's songs. Even though I play guitar, I still make up songs for my children all the time. Oh, really? About everything. Okay. I can put them to sleep. I make up songs about right. sleep. I'm like, what is going to work? I got stuff to do. Go to sleep. Eventually, I was boring enough. <laughs> Thing. You have a, a, a nice little singing voice? For you know, I don't really carry a tune as well as I wish I could, but I sure do come up with the words on the fly. Well, that's great. So, but you really like Big Rick Driver. Yeah, yeah that was a neat one for me. I'm a big rig driver, and I move a lot of dirt. I drive a big, big motor, and I do a lot of work. Right? Baby Beluga in the deep blue sea. 
You swim so wide, then you swim so free. Heaven above and sea below. And a little white whale on the ground. It was rocky. I think when I was growing up, the songs I remember, like where they the California Rays and they were the commercials. Those were still no, that was an actual band. They oh, you know the commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, but I think we, we leaked it from the commercial. We had it from, uh, you know, what's the commercial? So then, you know, we heard down there, and then I was like, the California Rays, Rays, what is this, you know? And, okay. And we got into it. What else, what else do you remember from the commercial? I got um, you know, songs around the campfire, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Folk songs. My right? father would always sing this one where he's almost saying the S word, but he would understand. And sweet, <laughs> you know. So, and you know, but it was like it was all leading up to. I almost stepped in a big pile of sweet. Okay, and it was classic. Well, know. that's kind of that's kind of a nonsense song, right? Yeah, yeah. Songs, yeah, yes, you know, and, and those are the ones I, I kind of really remember. You know, I'm, I'm so sung a lot of songs in Polish, but I can't. Well, you know, it's funny because when I was in the when really doing a lot of children's songs, I actually they had an international day at the children's museum. So I learned uh, a Japanese song, or of course, you know, Freya Rezaka, you know. Okay, and then, you know, there was a, you know, German, because I could do it in German, sing these different different songs. And then, you know, a Spanish song. So I, you know, did my, I, I had a bunch of international songs. But you don't remember any of the Polish songs? No, you're talking now. I'm remembering songs, and I can just go with that. No, I don't remember the Polish words, but I do remember one that goes, Hi, my name is Joe. I got a wife and three kids and a work in a button factory. What? I brought up Ken Dominion's song. Yes, there is. Okay, and where's the melody? Let's get it. No, I don't know. My name is Joe. And you start doing these things with your hands. Oh. And what about the hokey pokey? I remember that one. But wait a minute. There is a post. You know, it's funny. You're like a good third engine of stuff. But it was so funny because I learned that in Marcy, I grew up with the Polish kids, you know. They showed me how to, the girls showed me how to, you know, hunt mushrooms and stuff. But who by super? So, um, you know, time marches on. I end up getting uh, a partnership at the uh, Alternative Healing Center in Syracuse. I was a practitioner there. And there was this Polish doctor that was coming in, Bojana uh, Soto. And she was a homeopath, and she was, you know, had, you know, had done her uh, residency here, and blah blah blah. She was, uh, you know, a big deal. <laughs> and she was quick. She had the long, you know, the long uh, leather coat, and she, you know, she was you know, European slick, you know. Sure. And uh, said she was Polish, and um, <laughs> to know She looked at me like she says, This is a very pleasant song. <laughs> Did I see it? You know? there was it was a pleasant song. There was another one, and it turns out it was, um, uh, I remember when I talked to my daughter, had a lot of like hand motions in it. Okay. So it was like, it's called like the Hokey Pokey. Like, well, it's called like Sarah's Father. And you go, it's got hands attached, and you go, Sarah's Spana, Sarah's Spana, Sarah's Spana, Red Cat. Yes, yes, Sarah's Red Cat. I don't know what some of those words but mean, the, but the, I remember that. But there was more of a melody to it. And I think... Just like what you're saying at the first, keep me away from the uh, the the 
Arthur's side and music as long as I could. Right. Most, we would travel. They would always play the Beatles and Elvis. Right. And stuff like that. So those songs were kind of like my childhood songs. You know, I remember seeing those and they were easy to remember. Right. You know, they were lyrical too. Yeah. You know, all the, I don't remember which album it was from the Beatles because they had so many. But, you know, I knew they love, love me too. Is that better or worse? Yeah, that's better. It's probably getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> you know, so that was the kind of thing that uh, I remember doing was just, just uh, just in the car. You know, in the car. Tapes, right? Yeah, tapes. tapes. You know, and well, I went the first one. We had the eight tracks, and then we had, you know, the records. Yeah. And I had older brothers and sisters too, so you know, maybe I, uh, as a third child, they were just like, "Hey, we're done singing songs. Let's get them up with the record out." And we did that, and I was just like, I like this guy with the big cat. Who is this guy? Who is this with the big cat? Who well, there was good, what, Elvin, Michael Jackson had Powell or something. Oh. And then there next to like a tiger. Oh, okay. Or a lion, I don't remember. But I was like, who's this guy with the big cat? <laughs> and I thought it was like a funny, um, you know, because he was able to animal, right? Right. Right. And I'd put it on, and the rest of the play, and I'd be like, you need it. Oh, yeah, right? Scratching over the, scratching over the rest of but, but, yeah, but anyway, so talk about your kids baby thing. What's up with that? Oh, well, you know, like a lot of us you say, you know, I, I, I just want the city to be uh, a better place and people to care about. You know, I start a lot of business. Um, I love Utica about that, you know, and I'm just like, you know, the general opinion that a lot of people have, unfortunately, is, that, you know, hey, I can't stand it around here. There's nothing to do with this. I'm not having fun. And, and they have that kind of uh, negative outlook on it. So I keep trying to reverse that. You know, people say I'm going to die trying, but I'm going to die trying if that's the case. I want people to love this town, to see, you know, and, and be happy with what we have, you know, because we're blessed to have this. Not it, that we can't make it better. Yeah, there are ways to make, it, to make it better. Yeah, you, you know, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of it's within your own head, you know. If you're like happy with the shoes you're walking in, then, you know, I don't know if you're going to be happy in this area of it, you know. Well, you know, this COVID thing has shifted a lot of consciousness. And I, I'm glad about it a lot. So while, you know, it was inconvenient to wear masks and people stayed home, you know, I really found different values in things. Well, you know, family, uh, taking pride in your home and your neighborhood and the people around you. You know, like I had ideas just sort of like I saw dilapidated houses uh, near where I live, and I'm like, you know what? All the high school kids are just walking around, getting into trouble. I wish they would just like, uh, I wish I could buy, I'm going to buy that house over there and see if I could turn it into a coffee shop. I was late to the um, real estate office, I guess, if you will, and I didn't get the chance to do so. But uh, I, I was like, I can turn this into a coffee shop. I can put tables right there. I can make it so all the kids come right here in the middle of the neighborhood. And then what are their parents going to have to do? They're all here. They're all there. They're all there all the time. And, you know, um, you know and hopefully they're just drinking coffee. Jay, I want to ask you, what, what were the resources, what were the opportunity options for kids when you were coming up? Where could you go? Well, you know, it was it was it was tough. It was, I, my, um, you know, my parents, my dad worked two jobs, and my mom worked, and then you know, like every other kid growing up, probably my age. Did you go to the Y? No, I did not go to the Y. I, I went to uh, the, the schools used to have uh, the DPW guys would they'd be like I don't know which city department did it, but they they would have like a, a counselor at a park, and they would sit there, and we'd go there, and they would teach us how to make. Like a babysitter, but we just sat there and we would put cards. It was just like one or two like counselors that were there, and, and sometimes they were overwhelmed. Yeah, we don't even have that now. Yeah, we are, there's no cosmopolitan no. center, there's no boys club, girls club, there's no YWCA, no YMCA. You know, they're just, they're just listen, as far as, as far as places for kids, and that's a real deficiency in our community. And maybe that's the, the scary thing parents are having with, like, I'm scared to let my kid walk down the street, you know? I'm trying to teach my daughter that free spirit and go get it attitude, 
And, uh, you know, everyone else is all like, I got my kid out of luck and she's on a leash. And she well, so, I, so I, I know why they do yeah. that. But you had the conversation. Yes. They were there, so they were like, okay, go hang out with them. Right. Right. And that, that's, that's, a, that's a real deficiency. That's a real problem. And I you want to focus only on economic development, and that, that's a community development. That's something for the community. You really lose. You, we lose uh, a capacity. Because there, there, are, there are marauding little bands or little nasties out there, but it's not like you can tell them, don't do that, because what do you tell them to do? Where is there to go? What do you do? Sit at home and, you know, under lock and key? My daughter likes to play the games a little bit, but she would much rather go outside. And she's like, take me to the park, let's go over there, and I go. Right. And I said, like, let's go to the park. Or, you know, my favorite thing is like, it's pouring rain. I'm like, go outside, jump in the puddle. <laughs> so, but, like, talk about the people don't have too much time to talk about the cutest babies. So, so, you know, and, and, yeah, you know, we have. All these babies around here, you know, and and you know, not everyone is going to start off life with like a, a, a great one. So now one baby is going to get five hundred dollars, and they're going to be cute, and they have a bank account over at that bank of Utica. Okay. They choose to. All you know. right. So how does how does one submit their babies? What is it? What's the age range? Oh, how so you, you know, it's got to be uh, zero to three years old. Okay. You could be three and a half if you want to be, but if your child was born in August, you know, maybe you're going to get some grief. If they're like, you know, three and three quarters, and by the end Almost of the contest, four. they're four. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to cut it because, yeah. you know, uh, I'm trying to watch watch that because that might be cool. But so how do you apply? So far, good. You just go to iloveutikany.com. There you'll see a, a little uh, sticker there that says um, cutest baby contest. And from there, it's simple. Like, even if you're on your phone, you just click it. You can load the photos from your phone right through the website. And then you just solicit uh, votes from your friends and family. Oh, so people add on? Oh, so it's a voting thing? Yes, you can vote every single, well, every 24 hours. So it's not every day. I did have someone say, I voted yesterday and I voted today. I just said, well, what time did you vote yesterday? They were like, around dinner. And I said, it's breakfast time. Where you just uh, go through the next two meals and then tell me that <laughs> everything works. And it works. All right. So, you know, we're going to put that up on our, on our, uh, on our page, on the Utica Phoenix page. We'll support you with that. That's cool. And so, yeah, $500 uh, for the cutest baby? Oh. Any for the second cutest baby? Yes. Everyone gets $50, you know, $100? $500 is just like the grand prize. You know, that's like the thing that everyone wants. I want that money. You know, yeah. That's but, you know, so they, they get that and then they get uh, a, a fancy cake from Holy Preserve. So that's like a, a local bakery around here, if you heard of them or not. And then Joey's restaurant is giving them uh, a family dinner. Oh, okay. So the baby gets to feed the family. Well, yeah. Because, you know, raising a parent, uh, raising a parent, raising a child or a baby, you're still doing a lot of work as parents. Yeah. And maybe they're going to take the baby to Joey's. Maybe they're going to go out by themselves. Oh. You know, they can deserve it if they need to. And then there's a couple of other gifts, uh, bosses, uh, gifts and stuff. And I really try to keep everything local, too, um, because, you know, I, I, I appreciate everyone trying to have their own businesses in town. Well, what and if somebody wants to, you know, uh, uh, you know pay in, you know, give them No, 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 no. Add a gift. Oh, yeah, they could definitely add a gift. They could just reach me on uh, the website through the contact page. I love Utica. I love Utica, NY.com, or my name, J at I love Utica, NY.com. That's J A Y. So you can always reach me there and be like, hey, I want to send in a, a gift. You know, like if you have knit stockings, I don't know, because they're uh -huh. three year olds. That might be able to do it. Um, but, but that's. That's kind of what I'm trying to do with okay. that. Well, this sounds like you're making make people happy. Yeah, yeah, there's a second place. Get some excitement. Second place and a third place winner, too. They also get some cool stuff. You know, like the third place winner is going to get a whole bunch of stuff that they need for their child. And I'm actually, uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just taking money now and I'm uh, saving the money. And I'm like, well, what if the baby is who wins third place is not an infant you know, and is more like three? So I'm going to buy different things based on who's winning at the end. You know, and I think that's uh, going to be cool. Because, you know, 
Yeah, who, you know, wait, who decides who's the cutest baby? Is who's the, we're the judges. Well, you want to know what? It's you who's listening, and it's you, and it's the voting. It's the voting. It's the voting. It's the uh, voting. Because, uh, like I said, you can vote once a day, every day, well, once every 24 hours. So that means you and your family and your friends, if you follow the people who are contested signed they're just uh, constantly going up. Vote, 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 vote. You can vote again today. Vote again today. Some guys in the contest has been running for, wait, today the sixth? Today the sixth. The sixth. It's not even the sixth. But today's the fifth. The guys have been running for five days, and some people already have over 500 to vote. Wow. You know, so they're. Baby up in there. Yeah, they're trying to really do it. Then they come the next week. I'm going to incentivize everyone with votes for taking action in the community. So I'll unleash that on the internet. But, you know, you do some positive things and do some community stuff. You're going to uh, uh, be compensated with the votes so you can win. And then it's going to be a game changer for those guys who are, like, really pushing it hard or cheating <laughs> with the rotating IP address. Okay? So, you know, I'm no dummy when it comes to computers. So I'm like, okay, they're cheating with an IP address right here. And they got so many votes because compared to them, they're really, you know, how they get 500 votes? So maybe they're not cheating. They just, you know, find a loophole in the system. Right. Well, to, you know, I don't have any babies to be you know, voting for, but I want to encourage everybody. This sounds like a fun thing for our community. And we actually so much fun. We've run over time, Kay. Uh, but we have, you know, we have some music to go over downstairs, don't we? Yeah. yeah well, thanks for stopping by, folks, and thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'll talk to you uh, next week, but I want to remind everybody that uh, Summer Soul is going to be Tomorrow at the Monster Two, I think at two and seven thirty, something like that. Check it, you know, check the Monster Two for that. And um, I think it's the first Friday, the first first Friday in a long time. And um, um, my buddy uh, John Kelsey and his band uh, from Syracuse. What's the name of that band? Uh, anyway, I can't remember. Torch scores. Anyway, anyway, they're going to be uh, uh, playing at. The uh, Muncie Williams Proctor Institute, too. So I hope you see you there because I'm going to be there and have a great weekend. It's supposed to be hot and steamy. So back to summer. Good night. <laughs>